0: So you know that feeling, that ping in the middle of the night. Well, we might be talking about that a little bit later if we can get hold of the journalist Brian Lufkin when we talk about your phone being on 24-7. But let's get closer to the story we're about to, now: that Tinder Swindler. So it uh, is on the streaming uh, channel Netflix and it's... I must say I couldn't, I, I was watching it and then when I started to think about it afterwards, I was like, was that actually for real? Because apparently the gentleman, Shimon Hayut, also known as Simon Leviev, is still on the out and about. Tinus Ferreira is the founder and editor of TV with Tinus. Tinas, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> Hello. Tinus, it's, it's such a crazy documentary. I mean, we've heard the trailer, but maybe you want to just... Uh, talk it through for those of our listeners who are keen to maybe see it or just want to know more about it.
1: There's obviously also another term I just want to explain in three seconds for people who might not know the word catfishing. But yes, that's, exactly. of course, when people are sort of create a fake profile or pretend to be, su- <laughs> they say on the internet you can be a cat, uh, typing behind the uh, keyboard, uh, you totally somebody else. So you create like a fake profile on Facebook or um, yeah. Instagram or anything like that. So this is almost catfishing on steroids. <laughs> and, exactly, uh, exactly. He, yeah. It's this guy who uh, obviously, uh, and I'm going to sort of like talk vague because you really have to experience this and just sort of for the, the gasp inducing sort of like shock of what it is but he's, he's obviously not the, the the real person he pretends to be. And then he sort of uh, creates this love and romance pyramid scheme, um, if you can call it that, where he uses all of these other women. We, we've seen the stories of the, the, the man who's maybe married to two different families in different cities. This is almost that concept where, it's this guy who then sort of leads women on, woos them online, uh, sends flowers, takes you to the restaurant, private jets, champagne, and whatever. But it, it happens with people that he's already been romancing before you. So he uses that collection of money to then sort of overwhelm you, make you fall in love, and then yes. after a few months, add you to the collection of people that he asks for uh, money and this documentary tracks how that whole facade then sort of eventually implodes so, and he gets caught. But as you say, he's again
0: a free man. So, just to, uh, to, to, to clarify even further so, if Indosh, our producer, started dating um, the uh, Tinder swindler uh, Simon Leviev. Then he would start to get money from her, and while he's getting money from her to live this lifestyle of planes and hotels, etc., he starts dating me. So I see him as being this wealthy man, but he's actually getting the money from Indosh. He then dumps Indosh and moves on to me, and, and the same thing. As you say, it's it's like steroids, <laughs> like, Tina. And what? What do you think? The what do you think that the the, the why have people connected to this story so radically? I mean, it's all over social media. People are talking about it. They're making memes about it. It is... People are... It's just really, really struck a chord. What is that about?
1: When you watch it, you think, oh, I'm not going to be the stupid person who allows <laughs> someone to see my PIN at 8 m. I'm not. I'm not a fool. I'm not going to fall for these sort of scams and things like that. So... In this case, it's, it's, it's so meticulous and so clever. So he, at the, obviously, if somebody comes to you and says, give me a thousand rand, you're going to go, no. But what he does is he starts giving you a thousand rand. And then he takes you on a private sort of holiday with him to Spain with a lot of his friends <laughs> and things like that. And then suddenly he might say, oh, um, I just have a small issue. Can you give me... Uh, $10,000. And then you think, whoa, in terms of the wealth that I've seen, he literally has the money that he spent. That's not a lot. And this is my friend that I trust. I've been on trips. I've stayed with him in hotels or things like that. Um, It's a small amount of money. So he starts by uh, sort of winning your trust by opening up this supposed wealthy world Mm -hmm. and then sort of um, uh, luring you in with um, these requests. That they start growing, and then at the end, all of these victims are like maxed out. The one is maxed out in uh, cash loans and other loans and credit cards for 250,000 grand, and it's all in her name because she then uses your credit card details and things like
0: that. Tinas, you know, um, one of the things I suppose that struck me about it was this idea that perhaps a story like this couldn't have happened. previously to COVID, prior to COVID. And the reason I say that is that the, the the loneliness that people have felt and the needing to connect with other people that they have felt maybe is something and, and something something that like really pushed it into the kinds of spaces that it did. And there's also the thing
1: of people sort of you just sort of trust the computer or what you see on Google images. It's really important to really do more due diligence for your private life or your personal life as well, if not more so. So um, we even see, uh, it's happened to so many of my friends buying cats and dogs online and then they pay the money and no pets. But then people sort of do the same thing now with their life lives. And as you say, with COVID, people are even more reliable on our sort of mobile devices and computers and things like that, yeah. instead of in real life, like how it used to be, uh, where you're
0: sort of sometimes able to more suss out who somebody is or whether a sure. deal is still good to be true. I mean, Tina, as I said, this is a this is a story that has caught the imagination of so many people. What was interesting was that the character Simon Leviev, also known as Shimon Hayut. Um, in fact then started to push back against the claims from the documentary talk to us about that so he actually is exposed as um, somebody
1: who grew up out in a small town outside Tel Aviv it's really fascinating I won't spoil, spoil too much of like how uh, 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 one of the Victims are from Norway, and then a newspaper in Norway sort of starts. It's almost like the Gupta files. You have to compile all of these things, and then you discover, oh, while he said to the one woman he's on a business trip, he's with another one and drinking champagne and things like that. He, because all of the crimes are, well, it's quote unquote crimes, but you, it, it's much more difficult in court to prove that somebody didn't borrow the money or the whatever. So he was very clever and smart in terms of saying, oh, can I borrow your credit card? Can you borrow me your credit card details? Can you transfer me money? And always sort of mostly also working in cash, which is another big clue. So it's very hard to um, sort of then convict somebody for, for that level of fraud. What he did, however, is that he used to travel on fake passports and things like that, and he was eventually caught for that but then again released. Um, There is a very good moment also in the documentary where one of the women, very shocking moment, uh, is on a plane, on her way to go and want to meet him, and then um, uh, she discovers that he's a fraud, and she sort of gets him back then by selling some of his clothes. (laughs) It's
0: like... I mean, it sounds like a soapy when you talk about it like that, but it is actually... Completely fascinating. Tina's. do you think it's for real? Sadly, it is real, and there's even a lot more that they couldn't
1: put into the documentary. And then Netflix also dropped another show just yesterday, which is more like a drama series, which is really also worth the watch, which is also based on a real story. Uh, It's called Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna, yeah. German swindler, fraudster, who also did almost exactly the same thing when she duped Manhattan's richest, wealthiest people, who you would think are not that stupid to fall for this. Where she also would just sort of, over the course of like just over a year, just keep borrowing money. So, so both Anna um, and Simon are really got away with this, and it's just because people people want to believe a fairy tale. <laughs>
0: Martinez, uh, I loved chatting to you thank you so much for joining us I'm sure many people who uh, don't have streaming um, TV are, are challenged by not watching this and that kind of thing do you ever go and uh, review materials on other stations etc uh, yes sort of
1: <laughs> it's a, what, what happens is because the streaming services want to grow they sort of Uh, they sort of work a little bit harder in terms of sending their material for preview and things like that. I think also because it's the international people sometimes know a little bit better in terms of how to market and promote their things. I feel where we should, uh, not just at South Africa, but individual countries should be sort of like more proud to sort of promote their local content or local shows and things like that um, with the media. But hopefully with the competition, the local teams sort of, sort of realize, like, oh, we need to, like, do more to just make our local documentaries and things like that also...
0: And that's what we love to see, certainly on SABC3 and the like. Tina, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for anybody who's interested, it's called the Tinder Swindler. And uh, Tina Ferreira is the founder and editor of TV with Tina. you can also follow him on Twitter. And he's always got some interesting insights to make around TV shows and what goes on on the small screen.